Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. I'd say 95% of my leads this year um, have come from online. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode and the interview with our best ever guests, I want to mention FunNet Flip because FunNet Flip is an online lender that gives you fast, convenient access to really affordable money that you need for your flip project. So if you're doing residential flips, then the main thing I imagine that you're focused on uh, or the main two things are the deal and the money. Uh, So if you've got the deal pipeline but you need access to cash and you want to build a reputation within a a group that will continue to invest their dollars into your deals, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. The the founder of Fund That Flip is Matt Rodak, and he's actually one of my very first guests on the show. It's episode number seven. Um, So if you have a chance, go check that out too. familiarize yourself with Matt and Um, what he's all about. But when you're needing money and you want an online lender that provides fast, convenient access to affordable capital for your flipping projects, then Fund That Flip's the way to go. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt. And uh, you can actually, this is crazy, you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. So go to fundnetflip.com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless, and we are going to talk wholesaling and how to scale your wholesaling company. Well, I'm not going to talk about it because I don't know how to wholesale or how to scale your wholesaling company because I'm not a wholesaler, but I've got a full-time wholesaler investor and he's going to be talking about how he's done it. So with us today, we've got Ben Grice. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing well, Joe. How are you doing? Doing very well. Nice to have you on the show. A little bit about Ben before we get into it. He's based in Indianapolis, Indiana. He is, as I mentioned, an active wholesaler. In fact, he's doing it full-time. He has uh, been doing it full-time for um, about two years. His first year, he did six deals as a wholesaler. And this year, he is rounding out the year by doing 24 deals. So he's gone from six to 24. 
And uh, we're going to talk about how he's gotten to that point and where he's going from here. He's also non-real estate related. He's recently married. And he also has a 16-month as well. So congrats on being a uh, proud husband and a proud papa. Thank you. Thank you. With that being said, Ben, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on right now? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, Yeah, I've actually been, uh, this is my first full year wholesaling uh, full time. The first year, so I've been doing it going um, over two years, so three years now. So the first two years were kind of, uh, of a hobby and then slowly transitioned into more and more wholesaling. So this year to date, from January of last year to the end of this year, um, will be my first full year um, wholesaling full time. Before wholesaling, um, I was working as an electronic medical record consultant. And what I was doing was training nurses and doctors and clinicians, anesthesiologists in, in a hospital setting, how to chart on the medical records for their patients. And a lot of that was one-on-one at the elbow with the clinician or in the classroom training uh, a group of clinicians. And I was having to travel a, a lot with that. And I wanted to, um, you know, I just, just newly married, um, about to get married. This was uh, over two years ago and, and didn't want to be on the road. Um, you know, I was, I'm from Indianapolis. I was having to spend, I spent um, six months in Seattle Um, I spent several months in Florida, a couple months in Ohio, uh, just traveling all over. And I didn't I didn't want to have to travel um, and, you know, trying to start a family. I didn't think it was would be fair to my wife or my future child for me to be away from home all the time. And um, that's kind of was the catalyst that helped um, motivate me to get started in real estate. And um, since I started, I just. I just ran with that, taken a lot of action, um, implemented what I've learned from those who are more experienced than me, and and just gone from there. And now I'm primarily focused on wholesaling. A lot of you know, some people may have heard my podcast on Bigger Pockets as well. Um, I was also playing poker uh, semi-professionally, and I've done that for the past uh, nine years, nine or ten years, and you know, played at the World Series of Poker. I've been on TV a few times. uh, And so poker has always been a big source of income for me as well. But I wanted something a little bit more stable. Um, I didn't see poker long term, you know, by the time I'm in my 50s, 60s, I just thought it was going to get more difficult to compete with some of the younger guns on the poker tour and um, just wanted something a little bit more stable. And so that's, that's, that was another motivating factor in pursuing um, real estate as well. You started out with six part-time yeah. last year. Now you have done 24 in 2015. So on average, about two a month. How much are you making on average per deal? On average, uh, somewhere around 6000 um, you know, I've had a few deals where I've netted double that, and then I've had several deals, you know, deals where I've netted less than six. You know, if if there's money to be made on a deal, I try to maximize every lead that I can't that I get because you know marketing costs money. But on average, I would say yeah, around six six thousand per deal. And then, as you mentioned, marketing costs money. So how much would you say on average per deal are you spending on marketing? 
That's kind of hard to quantify because I've taken a different route than what most wholesalers take. Um, you know, most wholesalers in this business, they use a lot of direct mail. Um, most of my leads have come from uh, organic SEO, so search and engine optimization. And a lot of that, a lot of the expense in that was my time. Um, I did hire an SEO consultant who was instrumental in helping me rank my website. And he'd kind of consult with me and say, hey, use these techniques, use those techniques. And most of, um, I'd say 95% of my leads this year um, have come from online. What's your website? My website is benbuysindiehouses.com. So that's Indy, I-N-D-Y, like Indy 500. So uh, ben buys indiehouses.com. And so most of my leads come through that organic, those organic SEO efforts. And it's been uh, an amazing return on investment for me. The upfront cost was, was well worth, you know, now these leads are just, now these leads are coming through um, weekly from my, and I'm not spending any, any money. You know, I have some some membership dues as far as being 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 a part of the Better Business Bureau that costs money, but as far as I'm not I'm not spending thousands of dollars every month on on direct mail, um, but that that is something I'm going to to start doing again because I'm wanting to scale the business even further to do more deals next year. I love this approach, the SEO approach. How much did it cost you to initially put it together, and and how do you track that? Well, the gentleman, his name is uh, Jared Morris. I met him on Bigger Pockets, and uh, he was he comes from a um, a web background. Uh, he has his own website that out of Austin, Texas, that he he ranks for his. Um, he does some wholesaling on the side, and uh, he's got a lot of experience with that, and so. I, I reached out to him and we came to an agreement. He gave me two options. He said, you know, hey, hey, Ben, I can do this all for you. I can, I can, if you want to pay me, I can do everything for you. But I wanted to take the approach where I want to learn what's going on um, so that in the future, I, I have the knowledge needed to implement some of his tech, techniques on my own to rank my website. And he said, that's fine. And, uh, so I don't don't quote me on it, but I think in the beginning there was like an upfront cost to get the website up up and running, and that was you know a little over a thousand dollars, and then um, it was like another five hundred dollars a month until I wanted to you know wanted him to step away, and so the returns moving forward have been are are infinite, but. You know, from from that, you know, a couple thousand dollars invested up front initially, and my time, of course. There's a lot of time that goes into creating content for the website, and you know, creating content on other, you know, other blog networks, and just to just to help what help your website rank better. So, um, but as far as the monetary investment, it was it was you know no more than a couple thousand dollars, and. From that, I've produced tens and tens of thousands of dollars in wholesale fees. So there's been a few deals that I've netted about fifteen thousand dollars wholesale fee just from that, from my SEO efforts. 
It was uh, 500 a month until he steps away. I assume he has stepped away. Is that a correct assumption? Yeah, he has, but okay, he's still available to me. So occasionally I'll reach out to him. I'll say, hey, Jared, I want to do, you know, I want, I want to boost my rankings even more. What can we do here? And he'll give me some ideas or there's some, th- some techniques that he has to uh, help my r- website rank better. And he'll say, you know, it'll cost you this to do this. I'll, I'll take care of it all for you. And, you know, I don't mind paying that money because most of the money that I make is from making offers and dealing directly with the sellers. I don't have time to be tinkering around on my website or or trying to get my website listed on other websites. It's just and I'm not too technical. And that's the great thing about it. it with SEO, you don't have to be technical if you're. You know, if you're spending some money on direct marketing, put some money into some organic SEO efforts. And I think you'll be, you know, it takes some time, but six months down the road and even a year down the road, you'll be pleasantly surprised by your return on investment. What are you doing now that he's not as active? What are you doing that he was doing before on a monthly basis? Well, right now it's sort of on autopilot. Um, Right now it's just, most of the expenses came in the upfront, really. Um, you know, there were there were a couple months in the beginning where he said, "Hey, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to, we need to get you your website listed on these websites. You know, you need to be on Yelp. You need to be on Angie's List. So we need to build those listings, things like that. But now it's all up and running. Most of my efforts now come from." Now, um, you know, Google owns YouTube and YouTube is part of Google. So now I, I take the effort on every seller that I buy their house from. I try to get a video testimonial. I post that on my YouTube page. You know, he has told me that that will definitely help my rankings. I trying, I'm trying now to get a Google review. So an actual Google Plus review for my, um, my Google business. Um, I, I do that to help with SEO. Sharing my story, um, you know, with your listeners will definitely help my website rank and sharing, sharing my story with other blog networks. So sharing my story with the Bigger Pockets listeners, um, writing blog articles. Um, there has been some efforts I've done as far as reaching out to other blog owners and writing blog posts, doing some guest posting for them and letting them do some guest posting on my website. So it's mostly now, mostly the technical side, I don't really have to worry about. Those were a lot of the upfront expenses. Now it's just creating content and and sharing that content. How many leads do you get on a monthly basis? From my website, I would somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20. And what's a typical lead say, or like, are they, are, are they submitting something or is that an opt-in? They visit my website and they, they're submitting their name, their telephone number, their, the address of the property they want to sell and their email address. And then from there, I take, take the lead and, and screen it. Got it. So they, they mostly, sometimes they'll call me directly the web the, my phone number is on my website so they'll call me directly um, but most of the time most of the time they just fill out the form on my website and once you have that pick up the phone and call them about their lead how's that conversation usually go 
Well, I'm no longer answering the phone calls. So that's part of scaling my business was to get to hire somebody to answer my phone calls. So my assistant, uh, Joyce, she answers the phone calls and she has a script that I gave her that she needs to follow. Um, but, you know, now she's done it so often, I'm, the conversation, it's probably more of a conversation that she's having rather than going right off the script. But I use Podio as my CRM and inside my, um, my CRM, there are specific fields that she needs to get from the seller, get completed. And to complete those fields, she needs information from the seller. So, you know, the obvious name, address, phone number, mailing address is a big one. I don't, I don't, I need more than just the property address. I need the mailing address as well. Cause a lot of times um, I like to mail offers directly to the seller. She gets, you know, the bedroom, the bathroom specifics about the house, specifics about, you know, what's your situation? Why are you, why are you selling? A question that has been huge for me engaging motivation from sellers is why haven't you listed this property with a realtor? Have you considered listing this with a realtor? If not, why? And then you can really gauge motivation from that. So she gets that information, specifics about their mortgage and, and she tries to build rapport with them. When you you look at how to scale your company, I mean, you've got 24 deals in 2015 making, they're bringing in 6,000 a month. 6,000 a deal. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. 6,000 a deal. So on average, 12,000 a month. You've got some expenses, but that's really, sounds like that's a lot of content creation. Uh, so really the expenses equal your time because you're not doing a whole lot of direct mail. There were some upfront costs. How are you envisioning scaling from now that you've gone six to twenty-four, from twenty-four to fill in the blank? Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping to. Um, you know, I have a mentor that that I talk to at some of the local real estate meetups that we have here in Indianapolis, and you know, he said, "Hey, why not make your goal two hundred and fifty thousand this year?" They said, "Yeah, that seems that seems like a good goal, but." Part of that is to do that, I need more leads, like you said. And to get more leads, I can't just specifically only focus on the organic SEO because I've been doing it long enough to know that I'm not going to get enough leads to be able to, say, go from two or three deals a month to four, four to six deals a month, which is what I'd like to do. And to do that, um, I'm, that's where I'm, I've already implemented um, a pay-per-click campaign, a Google pay-per-click campaign. And I, I've outsourced all of that. I don't want to spend my time tinkering with uh, the technicalities of Google, pay, Google pay-per-click and, and analyzing data. That's not where my strengths lie in. So I've hired somebody and outsourced my Google pay-per-click campaign. So I should be getting more leads through pay-per-click on top of the organic SEO. And then I'll be outsourcing um, my direct mail efforts within the next couple weeks or so to, to start sending mailers. Because to scale into more deals, I, I need more leads. Leads are the lifeblood of, of any wholesaler's business. How are you selecting your team members? Well, the, the, person, the person that I hired to screen my leads, I uh, found through a Facebook group. Um, I'm, I use Podio, like I said, as my CRM. So I believe I found this this person through a Facebook group. Um, but 
they, it, my assistant is a virtual assistant. And so um, I pay her nine fifty an hour, which some people may say, oh, that's a lot of, that's a lot of money to be paying a virtual assistant. Well, my virtual assistant came pre-trained in uh, real estate. So she has knowledge of, you know, real estate terminology, a lot of training on how to, um, how, how to interact with sellers over the phone. And so I found her through a website called uh, Investor Virtual Assistant Services dot com. And that's how I found my, my assistant who is taking my calls. How I'm finding a lot of my team members or some of the uh, out, people I'm outsourcing some of my tasks to is just through word of mouth and mostly word of mouth online, either through, you know, Facebook groups that I'm a part of or or other blogs or um, forums that, that I frequent and, and read. So mostly word of mouth. Ben, what's your best real estate investing advice ever? Take action. When I started in this business, uh, I, my mentor kind of joked with me. He said, thing about you is you don't really, when I started, he said this, this was, you know, over two years ago. He's like, you have no clue what you're doing but you just do it. And so I just took action. I just, you know, either through listening to your podcast, um, other podcasts, reading blog articles from some of the more experienced real estate professionals in this industry, and just implementing what I've learned through, through devouring all this content that I've, that I've listened to or that I've read over the past several years and implementing what I've learned. And so you know, I'll reach out. I'll reach out to people on podcasts that I listen to and said, "Hey, you know, what do you recommend here? What do you recommend I do there?" And I've just, I've just took, taken action and and implemented everything I've learned. If you don't take action, you're going to go nowhere. You can read and read and read and listen to as many podcasts as you want, but you actually have to take action. So that's my, that's my best advice: is you know, take action. When you get the lead. You've got to also, here's the most obvious statement, match it up with a buyer. How are you finding those buyers? My first buyer was actually my mentor. So that's one thing. If, you, if you're looking for a mentor to help you take action, approach it in a way where you have something, they have something to gain by mentoring you. So my mentor was a big rehabber in town. And, you know, I let him know, I said, hey, I'm marketing, I ha- I'm marketing for deals, I'm, I'm spending a lot of money. And when I first started, I started with the direct mail, I didn't have the website. So I started with direct mail, no, no website, you don't need a website to get started in this business. So I started with direct mail, and I just started screening the sellers and running deals by him, just because he was somebody that I trusted. And he, he was my first buyer. Um, and then it grew from there. I started attending real estate meetups, you know, started getting buyers that way. Um, my core group of buyers is probably about three or four guys that are just a core group, uh, core group of buyers for me. And then I've had some deals where I've sold to direct to the end landlord or, or the flipper. But, you know, I've had most of my buyers are repeat buyers. Some of my buyers have bought dozen deals from me, a dozen properties from me. So you don't need a lot of buyers unless you want, you really want to, you don't need a lot of buyers to get started. But if you want to scale your business, 
um, that's when you start to need more buyers because you, you have more inventory that you need to liquidate. And that's, that's something that I'm focused on right now, actually. And funny, funny that you asked that because, uh, some of the strategies that I'm using right now to get buyers, it's a strategy that I learned from listening to your podcast, an episode that you had from, ah, his name is failing, an episode, a guy from St. Louis that you interviewed. Um, I listened to the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago and I'm implementing some of his strategies to get buyers. Oh, wow. I'm, I'm going to have to uh, yeah. think back and remember uh what a tease for the best ever listeners sorry but i can look real quick uh okay. i have my uh st louis his website was st louis wholesale deals.com i think let me see if it comes up here oh yeah 388 is that the one 102 virtual wholesale yeah. deals in two years yeah what well, Ah, I yeah, feel bad yeah. He, if he listens to this, because we had a, a <laughs> yes. long time. I, I listened. To, Garrett Allen Zanders. I listened to your uh, your podcast and uh, I immediately called him afterwards. Of course, you did. Yes. Part of my weakness in this business has been buyers. To be completely honest, up front, from the get go, I focused on generating good deals, and then came with the with the belief that if I have a good deal, it's not going to be hard to find the buyer. And that's, that is the case. Um, but now, you know, my buyers only have the, the small group of buyers that I have only have so much buying power, right? It doesn't mean that what I have isn't a good deal, but you know, one of my buyers earlier in the summer said, Hey, I can only, I, I only have so much cash to spend. I, this is a great deal, but I have my money tied up in this other deal. So that's, that was kind of eye opening. It's like, wow, if you really want to scale this, you need more buyers. Yes. Well, that is uh, episode 388, 102 virtual wholesale deals. He's based in Los Angeles, but he invests everywhere and he, he's taken a very similar approach and he's focused on ramping up the, uh, the online presence through SEO and um, he partnered with a computer programmer. So, so yes, very, very smart. Actually, I think his name was actually, his name was Anthony Price. That's his name. Oh, okay. Anthony. Anthony. It was Anthony. Yeah, I called Anthony. I have an email right here I'm reading. And me and Anthony, he was he was interested in my, uh, you know, what I was doing organically for SEO. And, you know, I shared that information with him and he was sharing what he was doing to build his buyers list. So like he said, uh, get on meetup.com and you can email a lot of members of certain real estate meetup groups your, your deals. Yep. And that is episode 427 titled, He Sells Any Deal Through His Well-Built Buyers List. So yep, couldn't be more relevant. He does have a well-built buyers list. And I, I've never had a buyer's, uh, a buyer's website, but now I've created a buyer's website like he has done. It's a great way to build your buyers list. And it's going to be launching soon, investwithben.com. And so just a way to uh, share the deals, share some of the deals I have on a, on a larger scale with, with my buyers. And so he, he has his buyer's website and just listening to that podcast episode you had with him was really motivating and helping me um, implement some strategies for my buyer's list. 
Awesome. Well, that makes that warms my heart. I love to hear that. And I and it doesn't surprise me that you immediately reached out to him. And I always tell people, yeah, I have a real estate mastermind in Cincinnati and I mentioned to them and, and sometimes I mention on the show that it's we can listen to all these podcasts, but it doesn't really do much if we don't actually implement the the information. And one of the best ways to start implementing it is to simply reach out to the guests who I have on the show. And um, just talk to them because they're they're on the show. I mean, you're on the show because you want to share your story, and then also you want more exposure, and and you want to kind of pay it forward as as you've been successful. I mean, generally speaking, that those are the reasons why people best ever uh, guests are on the show. And and if a best ever listener were to reach out to you, then then I think that would be a favorable situation for for both both parties. So best ever listeners definitely reach out to the the guests that we have on the show. I mean, this is just one example of how that uh, can turn out to be positive. So with that being said, you ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. All right. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. If you need money for your flipping project, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. You'll know within 30 seconds if you're approved or not to get money for your residential flip. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Best ever listeners, join me in subscribing to the Family Office Podcast. The host, Richard Wilson, you can learn more about him, episode 447. The reason why you'll want to subscribe and listen to this podcast is he talks about how billionaire families think and how to attract the ultra wealthy into your business. The Family Office Podcast. Ben, best ever book you've ever read? Best ever book I've ever read, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Best ever personal growth experience and what you learn from it? I'd say just this this entire wholesaling journey from the get-go, just that uh, from the beginning, uh, taking action and, and doing this on my own, um, I've never really, it was when I got that first check wholesaling and just know that like I I am in control of my destiny. I'm not, I'm not relying on, you know, a corporate job or or I guess you could say the man for, for my income that I can go as far as I want to go and, and I can do it on my own. I, I can be my own boss. I don't, I don't need to work, you know, the typical nine to five. I can, I can have my freedom and, and do this all on my own. You mentioned you were playing poker, professional poker for nine years. How old are you right now? I'm 31. And so you've been you've been playing poker you know, since your early twenties. Are you still playing poker to supplement your income, or have you stopped that and you're focused solely on wholesaling? No, I still play poker, but you know, I would say in the beginning it was when I first started, when I wasn't on a consulting contract, I was having to rely um, most of my income when I when I was off contract with my consulting job with the electronic medical records and I wasn't on contract. I was primarily focused on poker, um, most 80% and now it's 80% real estate and 20% poker, maybe even 90% real estate and 10% poker. So I do still play poker, but now it's to the point where it's more enjoyable for me because before I was, you know, relying a lot of my income, most of my income coming from poker. And now most of my income is coming from real estate. And now poker has, has, I really look forward to playing poker now, whereas before it was more of a job. And now it's more of a profitable um, side job or a profitable hobby, I guess you could say. What's the best ever deal you've done? Oh, I love this deal. Uh, 
So this was this one closed in September, I think. Uh, this September of this year. So uh, this was a lead that a partner and I got. So I teamed up with a guy that I met in a local real estate meetup, and he was doing some driving for dollars. And uh, if you don't know what driving for dollars is, listeners, uh, driving for dollars is when you drive around, you know, the city or your farm area where you want to buy houses and you identify vacant properties or properties that, you know, have some distress, you know, windows that are boarded up or knocked out, yard overgrown, um, mail coming out of the mailbox because nobody's living there. Um, you can just tell that the house is in a lot of distress or nobody's living there. You take down that address and then you um, get on your local county uh, website and you identify the mailing address for the owner of that property and you mail them postcards or letters. So, you know, we did a driving for dollars campaign and he and I together and we sent out letters and we got, you know, we got a call from this guy and he lived right next door to the house. And at the time he was just fed up. He was, he was overwhelmed. He was dealing with an eviction. You know, the people, it was a multi-unit house in a really, really hot area of town. It was in uh, Fountain Square area. So if any of the listeners are from Indianapolis, you hear Fountain Square, you know, it's a, it's a really hot neighborhood in Indianapolis. And he lived next to the house, but his tenants were not paying rent. And he was just done. He was, he was an older gentleman. He didn't want to list it with a realtor because the tenants were in there. And right at that point, he was dealing with an eviction. The property had a lot of distress, but I spent a lot of time with him just kind of following up with him. It wasn't one of these things where, you know, I go out to the house and make an offer and he sold it to me. It took it took almost an entire year. I think it took January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September. So like eight months. It was eight months of going back and forth with him, just following up, negotiating. But I was able to finally purchase the house from him. And then um, I marketed it to my buyers and my buyers didn't buy one of my main buyers in that area. That's that's a circumstance where he was like, yeah, I know this is a great deal, but all of my cash is tied up in some of these other deals. So I took it a step further. And my my partner and I, we actually closed on this deal. We didn't assign it. So we actually used our own money to buy this house. So I took it a step further rather than just sending it out to my buyers. I put it out on Craigslist. Um, I used Postlist and Zillow and Trulia to market the property. And I got several calls about the property and I had an open house one day. You know, you typically have open houses for houses that are retail ready. But I, I just did an open house to save time because I knew there were three or four interested buyers. So they all came out to the house. And one of the buyers was a young couple and they had their parents with them and they wanted to buy the house so that for them to live in. The young couple, um, her and her boyfriend, wanted to live in the house and make it a home. And, you know, I kind of had to educate them that it would, for a house in this condition, it was going to need, a, need to be a cash buyer. You were going to have to use a private lender because they wouldn't been able to get conventional financing, FHA financing, because the house needed too much work. So I educated them through that process. All the while, I had another offer from a rehabber but there was something about this couple and them wanting to make it a home and them really being passionate about turning it into a home that 
kind of made me want to help them achieve that dream of having making this their home. It was like a dream home for them. And they were going to rehab it all on their own. And so I educated them through the process of finding private money. I referred them to a private lender who had, who I had worked with. And because the dad and the, the couple's father and, and all of their uncles had a lot of experience with construction and architecture um, and the proposal they put together, the private lender that I referred them to gave them that loan. And now they're they're rehabbing that property as we speak. And it's it, it looks amazing and they're not even anywhere near done, but what they're doing to the house, they converted it from four units to um, single family. And now they're gonna make that, that, that home a home for themselves. So that was kind of neat because most of the houses I sell are to, to rehabbers and they're just gonna buy it. And I'm fine with them making a profit. That's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make a profit, but they're just gonna rehab it and then sell it. But these people, they were buying it to live in it. And they were going to rehab it all on their own and make it their own home to live in. So that was that's probably my favorite deal. And that's probably one of the best ways to test your relationship is to live in a house that you're rehabbing as a couple. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Best ever way you like to give back? Just sharing. I, I get approached by a lot of a lot of new investors, new um, real estate investors, whether it be they want to buy and hold or new real estate investors in the sense that they want to wholesale or flip and they're completely brand new and they'll email me, they'll, they'll call me and just, Hey, this is what I've done. This is the experience I've had. This is what's worked for me. This is what you should do. If you, if you want to go far in this business, just sharing my experience with those that had less experience. Cause when I got started out, when I started out, if it wasn't for those people who were willing to share their experiences with me, and then I wouldn't be where I am today. What's the biggest mistake you've made so far? Not building my buyer's list from the get-go. Like I said, um, wanting to scale the business, you, you come across more and more deals. But if you, if you have a small, just really small core group of buyers, your buyers only have so much buying power. You know, They only have so much cash or they only have so much access to private lenders. And for that reason, there's some deals that you know, you'll have trouble selling if you don't have a large enough buyer's list. So right now I'm really focused on building that buyer's list. And I wish I would have done that from the get go um, from the very beginning instead of waiting a couple years to do that. You've mentioned it already, but uh, just we'll go ahead and reiterate. What's the best ever place the best ever listeners can reach you? Ben buys indiehouses.com or uh, if you're, you know, interested in what a website should look like or if you you know if you have questions about your wholesaling website for sellers you can reach me at benbuysindiehouses.com or if you're if you're interested in investing um, in the Indianapolis market and actually buying some great buy and hold investment properties you can find me at investwithben.com well Ben thank you for being on the show and sharing your advice with the best ever listeners and uh, talking about you know, how you went part-time to full-time, part-time with about six deals a year, and then full-time now you're doing 24. The average profit is 6,000. So six quick math, uh, 12 deals would be 144,000. Now you've got expenses as well. Oh yeah. But uh, the way the way that you're setting it up, you know, it, it, it sounds like since your expenses are more upfront and also your time, you've got a higher profit margin than if you were sending out and getting most of your leads through direct mail. Clearly, the, the moral of the story here 
or the, the theme of our story is to set up through um, SEO, hire the right team. I actually just started doing that as well. I've got, uh, I just went through upwork.com and hired a team to do SEO on, on my behalf and we'll see see how that turns out. And I know it, it certainly is a, a long, long-term approach, not a, a, a quick quick term. So I'll report back on my results, best ever listeners, probably in the next six or six or 12 months. But I know that there's there's benefit and uh, it's, it's a wor- worthwhile investment. And in your case, I mean, you're getting 15 to 20 leads a month and primarily they are coming from that SEO uh, and you know, you're making over a hundred thousand as a whole, uh, as a full-time wholesaler in a cash flow market. I mean, it's one thing to talk to wholesalers who are doing this in San Francisco and New York City, Miami. It's another to talk to wholesalers who are doing it in Indianapolis, where the price points for the homes are likely a lot smaller than those other markets. And then, you know, one of the learnings that that you have is get your buyers list now as a wholesaler and continue to build that as you're building your your sellers list. And thank you for giving some of the the resources that you mentioned on the show where you got your your virtual assistant investor virtualservices.com as well as how you're scaling out and going to go for $250,000 in 2016 and by outsourcing both direct mail and then also Google pay-per-click and other strategies that you come across that make sense to implement. So thanks again for being on the show, sharing your advice with the best ever listeners and I hope you have a best ever week. All right. Thank you, Joe. And like I, if any of the listeners have more specific questions, they can feel free to reach out to me directly and uh, I can give them more resources that, that have helped me. So I'd be happy to do that. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you, Joe. I want to mention Fund That Flip because Fund That Flip is an online lender that gives you fast, convenient access to really affordable money that you need for your flip project. So if you're doing residential flips, then the main thing I imagine that you're focused on uh, or the main two things are the deal and the money. Uh, So if you've got the deal pipeline but you need access to cash and you want to build a reputation within a, a, a group that will continue to invest their dollars into your deals, then go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Uh, the, the founder of Fund That Flip is Matt Rodak, and he's actually one of my very first guests on the show. It's episode number seven. Um, so if you have a chance, go check that out too. familiarize yourself with Matt and um, what he's all about. But when you're needing money and you want an online lender that provides fast, convenient access to affordable capital for your flipping projects, then Fund That Flip's the way to go. Their team has over 200 deals under their belt, and uh, you can actually, this is crazy, you can actually be approved immediately within 30 seconds once you put in your information. Uh, so go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever and get some money for your flipping projects. Best ever listeners, join me in subscribing to the Family Office Podcast. The host, Richard Wilson, you can learn more about him, episode 447. The reason why you'll want to subscribe and listen to this podcast is he talks about how billionaire families think and how to attract the ultra-wealthy into your business. The Family Office Podcast.